Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey, everybody, this is Attorney Scott Kalish. I am a divorce and family law attorney here in South Florida. We pretty much t- take cases all over. You know, there's some places we probably won't go, like into the panhandle for certain things. But I have represented people in Pensacola before, so I'm not totally out of the question. But but mainly South Florida, you know, maybe on the West Coast. I, I've definitely handled cases in Sarasota and in Tampa. But primarily South Florida, our main office is in West Palm Beach. And, you know, we take the majority of our cases on the East Coast of Florida. It's been a while since the last time I recorded a podcast episode. It feels like, you know, I think longer than than it, what it was. I uh, got sick earlier in, in December. I kind of lost my voice. So I, I figured that probably shouldn't record a podcast episode when my voice was all messed up. And then I got COVID actually last week. So if you're listening to this, this is right before the new year, but you're going to be listening to this. It'll be the new year. So happy new year. Hope this new year brings everything that you want, goal setting, and all of that is probably in full swing. But today I want to talk with you guys, just kind of getting to the meat of this episode. Today I want to talk about relocation, and I want to talk about minor children and relocating, right? So the concept of relocation comes out of our statute in Florida. It's actually statute 61.13001. Relocation essentially involves one parent wanting to move away, right, from their current residence more than 50 miles, right? So moving 50 miles or more, right? That's basically what relocation is with when you have minor children, of course. So essentially, before you're able to relocate further than 50 miles, you have to do one of two things. You either have to get an agreement that's uh, signed and that's written, right? with your spouse, with, with the, with the other parent permitting you to relocate, you know, further than 50 miles, or if they do not agree, then you would have to file what's called a petition for relocation. So for some people that they want to relocate when they're getting divorced, right? So they'll file for divorce and they'll also ask to relocate right in the same paperwork, in the same petition. Other people get their divorce sort of finalized, you know, a couple of years ago and they want to now relocate. Maybe, uh, you know, a new job or something came up and, and they want to relocate, let's say, to, you know, a new city or a different county or maybe a different state or could even be a different country, right, in extreme circumstances. But this statute, you know, applies nonetheless, right? So just to kind of give you – I want to give you guys a little bit of an overview of the statute of, of, of relocation in general so you know more or less what to expect if this is something that may or may not come up in your case or maybe it will come up after your case, right? So um, let's get into it, right? So let's get into the, the mileage, right? So what is 50 – so 50 miles, it's a little bit – it's it's straightforward, right? But it's not the way it kind of sounds, right? So it's technically not 50 miles as you would put into your GPS, right? If you throw in your new address in the in your GPS app, it's going to come up with like a calculation. Hey, it's going to take X amount of miles to drive there. We're not, we don't measure it by the distance it'll take to drive. We actually measure the distance by how the crow flies, right? That's the term we use. So basically what we do is we draw a line, 
right, on the map of where you live currently, right? And it's based on where you live currently, not where your spouse lives. So we draw a map or a line or a dot or mark the, the map on where you live. And we do this. I do this on Google Maps. It makes it really easy. They have a uh, pretty good um, program. So mark a dot on your house, the one that you currently live in. And then we have a dot. And then we mark the next dot on the perspective location, right? The dot where you're going to be living, right? The house where you're going to be living. We put another dot there and we measure the distance, but straight line, right? As the crow would fly from one house to the other house. And if that's further than 50 miles, then then the relocation statue applies. If that's less than 50 miles, then it doesn't, right? Then you could just move there without asking for permission. So that's that, right? I mean, in terms of like how relocation is determined, we have a separate list of factors that the court looks at, right? The court looks at a variety of different factors. There's over 10 of them. And there's just various things that the court looks at, right? I'll I'll just read through them briefly, right? So, or, or a couple of them, right? Like one of the things the court looks at is the nature, quality, extent of involvement and duration of the child's relationship with the parent or other person proposing to relocate with the child and with the non-relocating parent other persons, siblings, half-siblings, and other significant persons in the child's life, right? They also look at the age and developmental stage of the child, the needs of the child, and the likely impact the relocation will have on the child's physical, educational, and emotional development, taking into consideration any special needs of the child, right? So the court looks at the facts, right? The court looks at your situation. The court looks at the relationship that each parent has with the child. Ideally, in an ideal world, Both parents should live in the same, whatever, county, city, close to each other so that the child can have continuing contact with both parents. Sometimes that's just not a reality, right? I've had cases where a parent gets a really good job in another state and the other parent really doesn't work. And the judge looks at that as, hey, if the other parent doesn't work, they're flexible and and maybe they can go out to the new state, right, where this excellent opportunity is, right? Because this excellent opportunity can be beneficial for the child, not just the parent, right? If the child is going to be in a situation where the parent's going to be making more money, that means more money will be spent on them and and their housing and all of that. So that's certainly relevant. On the other side, I've had cases where the parent is relocating clearly to benefit themselves. And that's, there's actually law in there in Florida, right? That says if the relocation is for the benefit of just the parent, then that's not good enough. The child has to be the one to benefit from the relocation. So if if one parent can get the same job there and here, and there's no real difference, it's just the parent wanting to relocate, that's not a very strong case. And especially if the other parent, the one contesting the relocation, wants to to be involved in, and let's say they have a long track record of being involved, then a court is probably not going to okay that and be okay with the relocation, right? So essentially the judge will look at all the factors, right? Anything and everything that's relevant, the court will look at to determine what is in the best interest of the child or children, right? Before they rule on a relocation. So that's really what you need to know is again, I'll I'll run through it really quickly, you know, right? So we, we measure it based on how the crow flies, not how you would drive there. How the crow flies, it's 50 miles is, is way further than if you would drive there. There's some places in Miami that take, you know, an hour to get to, but literally as the crow flies, it's like 30 miles. So it's different. So it's it definitely gives you a pretty big wide area to move to. The other thing like we just talk, spoke about is it's either got to be a written agreement between both spouses that's signed or a judge rules and the judge determines whether or not it's in the child's best interest. 
So, I mean, then lastly, there's a bunch of factors that the court goes through to determine what's in the child's best interest and, and whether or not the relocation is going to be granted. I can say relocations are an all or nothing game. It's either the one parent agrees or disagrees, right? So it's, you go to court, you either win or you lose. I've been to court many times on these and I've won them and I've also lost them. So it's a very, very tough issue. It's an emotional issue for people to go through, especially when they're faced with potentially losing their kids. It's never fun. I always say it's, you know, you're losing the continuing time with them, but you're not losing them, right? You're still able to have frequent contact. You can go up there and travel and see the child. The child will come and see you. So it's not the end of the world, but it's definitely not fun. And it's definitely a victory when you're defending them and you're able to keep the child here, right? With both parents. I've been part of cases where I've been able to do that. And there's no better feeling sometimes when a parent is very, very scared they're going to lose their child. In that case, I'm thinking about it was a very young child. And it's always nice to keep a family united so they can have both parents heavily involved in the child's life. And they're not seeing the one parent only during summers and, and during breaks if the parent's involved. In other cases, I had another case where we actually came to an agreement and mom was, you know, wanted to move and, and live with her sister out in another state. And dad really wasn't involved. Dad wasn't involved at all. But he was putting up a fight because he didn't want to pay child support. And that was the negotiation sort of that basically where where negotiation hinged on, right? I mean, that was child was child support. And dad, he was an odd, odd, odd guy, and, and he um eventually agreed to let them relocate. And it was because he was getting a break on child support. We were able to work the numbers to where he didn't get the full brunt of it. He's got to pay travel costs, but we know that he's not going to go out there very often. So, I mean, it depends on how you look at this, but these cases come in all different shapes and sizes, right? So I can literally tell you guys stories for hours about different cases, relocation cases, and everyone's different and everyone's got different motivations to either to leave or, or want the child to stay or children, but they're all different. So if you guys have any questions for me, let me know. You guys can email me at scott at kjlawfla.com. Also, little news for you. We ended up hiring another attorney, right? Her name's Serena Collins. She starts when you hear this, you know, she's with us. She's, she started. So another great attorney, ton of family law experience. She's super aggressive and um, we make a great team. So three attorneys now at the firm. We're looking forward to um, starting the new year off strong. So again, any questions or if you'd like to start your case with us or maybe even switch over from another attorney, let's say you're not happy. We're happy to, uh, to talk to you and your case resolved. All right, guys. So have a great new year. And I uh, hope to pump out um, as many podcasts this year as possible because I know you guys are listening. I see the numbers and I do get emails from people. So take care, guys. Look forward to it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.